are. We're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. And Casey, post-Thanksgiving, back here. I'm full, um, ready to go here. How are you? I am all right. Uh, kind of an up-and-down weekend, uh, I think, both personally and sports-wise. Uh, and I cannot believe it's still Thanksgiving weekend. How did, it, it feels like forever ago. I know. It was only three, four days ago, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's. The, uh, I was thinking, as I was sitting yesterday, like, holy cow, this has been three full days of sports, plus we have Sunday to go, and then yeah. Monday night football. And... I think, I think I know we talk about like when the when the when the um, when March Madness comes, we always mm-hmm. talk about like what's the best sports weekend. I think I forgot about Thanksgiving weekend yeah. being like one of the best sports weekend. And also, what I think about I think I solved the whole let's have a four day work week thing. If we, if we just, just have three, three. <laughs> what's that? If we just have three. <laughs> Forget four. We're moving it down to three. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we could do that. Yeah, we could do that. If we just continuously have football on all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Yeah. And then the world will follow suit with work. Trust yeah. me. Trust. Oh, I see. The football would be the leading the leader yes. to get us to to yes. take all those days off. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. It's a if anything down can, if anything can do it, the power of people wanting to watch football. Exactly. Uh, could do it. And I promise we'd all work really hard in those three days we were in. We definitely wouldn't slack off on those ones. No. Uh, if it happened every week. If it happened yeah. every week. Yeah. So long weekend. A lot of sports watching. Uh, let's start with the ugliest part of it. Okay. And that was our response. We have to. Because I put okay, it first in the list. And uh, that's I guess kind that's what of we our, do. Our, <laughs> our, our bread and butter topic here. Um yeah, uh, Wisconsin loses 23-13 to Minnesota. Um, and I guess I'll just start with where I I guess I'm at on it or just even kind of looking at it. Uh, going into it, I was pretty confident. I said I thought it would take um, like a, a weird thing to happen. I guess uh, you know some weird things happened, but nothing to what I was thinking. Uh, a weird thing to happen because I just thought Wisconsin was a better football team. And we were not in this game. We were out everything. We were out coached. We were out schemed, which I guess is coaching. We were out physical. We were out manned. We were out, I mean, anything that you, I'm just, all the things I thought we would do better, we didn't. And I'm I'm just continued. I just sat all day. And I, every time I thought about it, I'm like, I don't understand how this happened with the team rolling the way that it was, with Minnesota being the team that I've seen them be all year. A good but not really good team, and we just got outplayed, Marlo. Yeah, just didn't show up for a big moment. Um, to your point, I think I said on here a few weeks ago. I was in the I was in the worst place. I was all in, and going into that game, super confident uh, that we were just going to go in, take that axe, go into Indy, and everything would be grand. And I don't know, pretty much from the first snap, <laughs> really, it was. Kind of, um, I want to say downhill, but you could, from, you could tell there was there was something in the air, and yeah, there was a mix of things that uh, well, there's a few things we about ball did not bounce our way, but we also didn't put ourselves in positions to to take advantage of anything bouncing our way as well. Um, so much like you said, really just out out everything in all all four phases. Um, yeah, 
uh, of the game. And there's really, and it's, you know, overall, there's, it's just, it leaves a bad taste. I know we still have a bowl game, but there was so much riding on the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the axe, we had the trip to Indy. Where we, uh, you know, now you get to play the what if games, be playing against a Michigan team instead of an Ohio State team. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it was a tough pill, tough pill to swallow. It was. Uh, Cleveland just had a play where they had Jarvis Landry play quarterback and run around with the football for a while until he tried to throw it and fumble it. That was very strange. Um, yeah, it, so you mentioned Michigan. And I almost got my hopes up even more, knowing that it would be Michigan instead of Ohio State in the Final Four. So that almost, in hindsight, was mean of Michigan to do Very to us. Very mean Michigan. Yeah. And throughout the game, we'll get into some of the things specifically that were off. Just everything Wisconsin tried to do or perhaps failed to do, everything just seemed off. They just seemed like... Uh, <laughs> I guess the team we saw in the first four games, right? And we kind of thought we figured some things out, ironed out offensive line things, ironed out defensive issues. Uh, We thought all of this was culminating, and this game they just reverted back, and everything seemed off. The wide receivers seemed not on the same page as Mertz. I guess I I don't want to get into the um, uh, details of it because we're going to talk about each thing individually, or in more not each thing, but more things in more detail. So um, just (laughs) to... I still can't believe uh, that game went the way that it did, but it did. So let's go uh, into detail. And I'm going to start where the game started with the first play. And you know I like complaining about officiating, and usually I don't like doing it right away, but (sighs) what a terrible rule. What a terrible rule. What a terrible spot to implement it. Um, And... I mean, there were plays later in the game, and I was—I know I was looking for it, but like Minnesota had hits to our wide receivers' heads worse than this one that weren't oh, yeah. even blinked at. Oh, uh, yeah. But this was on the first play out in the open, and I mean, we can—you could legit, legitimately squabble about whether it was the right call or not. But my annoyance is with the, the rule, and what? Okay. Obviously, the thing I'm most upset about is ejecting. You want to make it a personal foul? Fine. But why are we still ejecting people? It is so disproportional to what is happening on the field. And it was put in place because it's like, hey, this is a new rule. We're serious about it. Yes. We're there. Like, there are way less hits to the helmet. It's a personal foul. Are we ever going to get rid of the ejection thing or that's forever? Because it's really, really dumb. And it was really, really terrible in this situation. Yeah, and also I think uh, to the point, like, yeah, understanding that why the rule is in place, fine, whatever. But the writing of the rule where if you look at this play and it's a shoulder that happens to go to a head to a, a open field runner, right, that is trying to make a play, the defensive player is trying to make a play, what, are you, what is he supposed to do? He's, yeah. He tried to put a shoulder head, head uh, re- the runner ducks down and the shoulder pads go into the head and now you're ejected from the game. To me, that doesn't make sense. There's no malice there. There's no intent there, right? Like you Mm -hmm. said, give a personal foul, fine. If you want to even, I think that's even harsh, but if you want to get a personal foul, fine. But yeah, an ejection just seems to be utterly ridiculous, especially on that. 
Yeah, especially on that play, like that specifically. And I know I'm on the wrong end of it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I think I feel like if you look at that from any sort of lens, you know, eight times out of, eight, eight people out of ten are looking at be like, well, that just seems like a football play. Yeah, even in this day and age. <laughs> and know? I know they, I know they don't want to get into like arguing intentionality, but at this point, you have to. I mean, you have yeah. to get to a point or get rid of it altogether where you're saying. Because there are still occasionally plays where it's like, oh my god, like he just launched into his head, that yeah. you can tell are different from what this play was. Yeah. It's just an absolutely disgusting way to start the game. And Colin Wilder, the senior uh, safety, out for the game, out for his last axe battle. It's just not fair. It's not fair to the kids, Marlo. No, not fair to the kids. All right, let's talk about what else. I guess what else went wrong. I think this is just going to be. I, I'm going to lament a lot here about what went wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I guess, there's there's numerous things to. Well, there's more. About. There's more officiating if you want to get into that still, because that wasn't the only. No. Well. Weird call. There were a lot of there were a lot of weird calls, but I think it was I think the officials were just bad in the game. Yes, all the way around too. Like, yeah. They were just not a good officiating crew, in general. I actually didn't have any more uh, jotted down, Marlo. I know there were Ooh. lots of pass interference calls that I. Um, well, what about the what, what about the uh, the, inter- oh, the, the interception? The, the, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, the double the double catch. Yeah, I don't. They didn't. They, they didn't do a good job of explaining the rule. But I always thought, even if it was a tie, it goes to the offense. Yeah, double duplicate possession goes to the offense. Go they, to the offense. And I don't understand make, why they ruled it that way in the field. Yeah, that's 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 yeah, that's number one. Why do you rule that way in the field, real time? Even if you look at it, there's a going back and forth in the air. Sure, fine, but they both still come down with the ball again. Tie possession goes to the to the offense. If yeah. they never talked about it, and they're just like, that's the way it is. Yeah, they mentioned it later in the game. The announcers, at least, and said he got away with one when he, you know, they both caught it, and it was like, where was that talk before? Like. <laughs> Why wasn't anyone else thinking that at the time, aside from Wisconsin fans? But yeah. like they acknowledge it kind of in hindsight. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was a big play too because they catched huge. Like two play two plays later. A, a yeah, touchdown. two plays later, touchdown. Huge <sighs> play, huge turn of events. Yeah, I think Had, I would argue the most pivotal. Pivotal is that the word? Pivotal? pivotal. Pivotal. Thank you. There you go. Most pivotal point of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Because then that drive you wanted. To do something, you wanted to get something accomplished, get some points. Mm. Okay, uh, all right. Let's get complaining. Uh, the thing, I guess, the I'm going in order of what surprise. Uh, no, I'm not. Um, I'm going in order. What I wrote down because the defense <laughs> surprised me, but I put that last. Yeah. Um, Braylon Allen unable to get it going. Uh, 17 carries, only 47 yards, and as the game kind of slipped away. The Badgers kind of stopped going to him. Lots of questions about his health. I know he's had the banged up ankles, but he's been great up till now. Um, so maybe that's a, a, a concern or that's something to consider. Uh, but a really disappointing run. And I just, you, you just sit there and waited for him to break one off. Minnesota did a great job of not letting that happen, but he couldn't get it going. He couldn't get it going today. And, um, Poor, maybe health reasons, maybe uh, just an inability to get going against this Minnesota defense. Maybe offensive line. I'm going to go offensive line. Yeah, um, there was not much chance on many of his his 17 attempts. Mm-hmm. Um, m- many of those attempts 
there were three people in his face as soon as he got the ball. Yeah. And some of those he made he made something out of nothing. Uh, but there wasn't the holes were not there for him to even touch the second level. I think he had two, maybe three runs where he got a hole and was able to get to the second level. But um, it just seemed that every or most plays, hand the ball off. He has three people in his three people in his face. And the, credit Minnesota, like they were selling out against the run. Yep, that's that that's fine. But so was every other team. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> every every other team has done this too, and they we talked about earlier with the oh doink, oh doinking in Jesus. Um, <laughs> they were selling out for the run, but so was every other team, and we thought this offensive line had kind of figured it out, and or the the play calling scheme figured out how to how to soften that up, which we did not do obviously either. So you know, part of it's on. Part of it's on Allen, maybe his health. He was kind of hobbling around. You could see him laboring after certain yeah. plays, but still at the same time, I don't like. Like, I don't. The opportunities weren't really there for him to get going. You know, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess both in this and when we talk about the past game, uh, just play calling seemed uncreative. Uh, in the run game, it seemed like they weren't able to get the blocking schemes in place or the running plays called to. Like you said, I think the most common phrase was uh, on offense was hit in the backfield for the yes. Badgers uh, <laughs> with with Allen getting hit in the backfield. I think uh, this is a game where they really missed uh, Maluzzi because yes. I think he adds a different element, an ability to get outside that I, uh, on stretch plays that I don't think Braylon quite has yet. Um, and a, a ability to kind of switch up the pace. Uh, he hits the hole a lot faster than Braylon Allen does where Allen kind of uh, I don't want to say it takes his time, but he's a little bit more patient of a runner, uh, likes to find the hole, then hit it, whereas uh, Maluzzi will, if the hole's not there, at least try to squeeze through, get something. Uh, really missed him, missed him there. And uh, I think you're right that they were selling out, and this will kind of bleed into the pass game and Mertz now, but um, there w- didn't seem to be any other real ideas or creativity to get easy plays, easy pitch and catches, easy plays to the outside. I think there was one jet sweep that went really poorly, and maybe because <laughs> that went poorly, we didn't see it again. But against a eight nine man box, you know, we yeah. weren't able to attack the outsides unless it was um, kind of those those quick passes to Danny Davis or Kendrick Pryor on the outside. But even that seemed like ineffective in, in, in what it was trying to do to kind of relieve that relieve that pressure from the box. Yeah, uh, I agree with it. It was not inspired. It just went, yeah, like it just seemed to go backwards. Like we thought we got over this hill, talking about the play calling, and we just seemed to be like, oh, well, now we're good. We're just going to go back to this, to game two and three where we weren't doing, being anything creative. Um no more, and not and not adjusting to what was going on in front of us either. Yeah, and then speaking of going back to game two and three, we got down, and it was only really thirteen to. Yeah, it was really when we got down twenty to thirteen. I was going to say when it was thirteen to ten. That was after um, the the interception. But uh, what was the the two play drive? that I'm talking of. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, oh, no, it was two plays, 28 yards after interception. I'm sorry. Because um, yeah. they are, only had six points there. I'm looking at the play-by-play. Sorry, my fault. Um, oh, hold on. 
ESPN just started yelling in my ear with an advertisement. <laughs> God, I love this website. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, my God, that completely... Two-play oh, drive. Two-play drive. So then we reverted back to, hey, we're down. We need to pass the ball. Yeah. Every play. And uh, we saw that Mertz is still not ready to be that guy uh, when we're down. But again, <laughs> it was just five-step drop, three or four routes. I mean, it didn't seem like we did anything to make it easy for him. I did, there were no rollouts. There was no uh, real screen game. They tried, I think, well, again, one tight end screen that got caught from behind again. Yeah. It just... Not, it didn't seem like they made anything easy for him again, and that goes, I, I think, goes back to play calling, uh, which I already mentioned, but also just shows that Mertz still isn't ready to drop back, throw the ball around, and win a game. Uh yeah, I, I I I would go with the team because there you know there's some there's some throws where the receivers weren't helping him out. Yeah, uh, on that, and I that's so I, I'm not gonna get it all on Mertz. I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, but yeah, to your point, every drop back seemed to be a 15 yard out or 15 yard post, uh, you know, to the sideline. Every play, nothing, nothing in the middle. And I know the middle, the middle had to be wide open, not wide open, but it had to be open because we were just going to the edges every time. So yeah, to the, and then once they knew we were passing, um, then we, you know, they had. They had all types of secondary in the back, and we completely, completely abandoned the run. Um, so, yeah, I, what do I say? I don't know where the where our um, receivers were. You know, later yeah. on, I think uh, you know there was obviously there were some some miscommunications and yeah. some of those drives where Burns was throwing the ball. Don't know who was off. Who was supposed to be where? If it was you know receiver reading it wrong, Mertz reading it wrong, where the ball is going. There's 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 quite there's a little bit of that going on, and then yeah, on top of it, why can't we run like a why can't we run a, a quick game every once in a while? You know, yeah. <laughs> you think we can, but even we would have five step drops and four yard gains. Like why is that? Yeah, just long passes to the end line and just yeah, yeah and I guess that's back to the reversion thing, right? It's Sure, first, second, third game, quarterback, wide receiver, on the same page. That makes sense. Your twelfth game of the season, and you know, Pryor's breaking out instead of breaking in where the quarterback's thrown, or DK's cutting it uh, a hard out instead of fading to the post. Like, what are we? What are we doing? Baker just dropped the ball. <laughs> this, this game's ridiculous. Uh, it's like, what are we? What are we doing out here? It was just that all of it just combined of just. This is was us at our worst, uh, which was just completely shocking on, on where we thought we were going to be. Uh, speaking of worst, I guess it wasn't the defense's worst game, uh, but it just felt like more of the same against Nebraska. And you know, I thought that was um, a Nebraska thing. It was because Martinez is so mobile, and uh, they provided this specific. Um, matchup problem with their uh, tall wide receivers uh, but there was a real lack of pressure again in the game it just didn't seem like any of our uh, rushes were were getting home uh, three sacks it didn't feel like it uh, only one other QB hurry I mean I, I thought coming into this game um, mainly off of the Minnesota uh, Iowa game but we were going to have 
I mean, Tanner Morgan oh, was like a statue. And yeah. I thought we were going to be teeing up on him. He's going to be doing his happy feet and checking down. And that didn't happen. We didn't get the pressure. He stayed back there. And he made some a lot better throws than I thought. He probably had uh, that one big third down one. Uh, I guess essentially all the big plays. But he had three or four passes that I don't didn't expect him to be able to make. And he made them. I attribute that to the lack of pressure. Which, again, another... Two games in a row now where it really hasn't been there. Yeah. And what can we talk about the tight end slip? Because every time they needed a play on third down or whatever, or or just a big play, that was the play they went to. And ah, I should have wrote this down. I forgot who was the safety that was over it every time. But it seemed that every time Teddy would be out, he's just going straight down the field yep. and the safety is not even touching him or just falling down. Um, and it's not rolling with them, and it's just it's just an easy pass for like at least a twenty yard gain, yeah. which it just should not, you should you should at least push them off their route. That's like pop wonder stuff, Casey. Push yeah. them off their route. Yeah, and I guess it's easy to say, you know, like we said last week, if you make the safeties have to pass cover. I mean, it hurts that your starting safety's not out there, but we True. already talked about that. Yeah. Uh, Tor- was it Torchio or Nelson? Nelson uh, had to go. Nelson for at least two for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, Safeties need to learn how to defend that. I mean, it, it, it's too many plays. <laughs> yeah, uh, big plays have been um, been given up on that, and it, it's clearly an identified weakness in this defense. And I mean, I thought they would have done more to to figure that out. Uh, given up it's too many big plays in this game. At, yeah, at bad bad times. And that was that's that was I that's the most frustrating thing. I Mrs. Minnesota is not a big play team. Like, no, least coming into this, they were not a big play team. That's why I really wasn't worried about it. Because even if we did give up one, I didn't think we'd give up two. I didn't think we'd give up three. I didn't think we'd give up four. You know what I mean? And um, it just seemed like every time they needed a big play, they got it. Damn. And that was that was that was so infuriating. Because I I still even though we lost, they were a better team on Saturday. I still don't think they're a good team. And it's just so infuriating yeah. that that's the way it went down. Yeah. Infuriating is a great way to to end it there, Marlo. Uh, an infuriating loss, twenty three thirteen. Lose the axe again. Uh, back to Minnesota. Did, did you watch all the way until they rushed to get the axe? Because I couldn't. No, I turned I turned it off after the um, incomplete pass on fourth down. Yeah, yeah I had to walk away. I couldn't. I couldn't watch that. Oh, and coaching. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The oh, fourth boy. fourth and one yeah. punt. Yeah. What? Why are we even considering punting? Well, he, so after the game, he said the punt team wasn't supposed to run out there. That okay. This, like the special teams coach, uh, I. It was really bad. It was really bad, and it just seemed. I mean, I, I'm sorry to think of that at the end, um, because we already talked about coaching. But yeah, back to unprepared, didn't have a good game plan. That crap happened, uh, and now I'm kind of. I felt like there were other like people running on late or whatever, but we just did not seem prepared for this game. And uh, we're not the better team on Saturday, although I still think if we play this Minnesota team 10 times, I think we win eight. Unfortunately, we're in the reality yeah. uh, in the multiverse where um, we lost that one. So uh, eight and four, Badgers finished the season probably for a very middling bowl game now. Yes, like the Champ Sports Bowl, if that's even a thing anymore, I don't know. <laughs> um, 
something like that. Because uh, I think we're what sixth, seventh now in the Big Ten. I didn't. I, I thought it out earlier, and I don't want to go through it now. But going from, I mean, you win this in the Big Ten championship, no matter what happens there, you're still thinking New Year's Day game. Yeah, uh, I don't think we're getting that anymore. We're gonna um, get like a December twenty seventh game. Yeah, on like a two, on like a like a two o'clock kickoff. Um, can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. All right. All right. Let's move on Lift from. Our a little bit yeah, here. yeah. Let's talk about some games we actually won, and we will be talking Wisconsin Badgers basketball. Uh, Badgers go all the way to. Las Vegas to win the Maui Invitational in Vegas uh, with wins over Texas. Like I said, Texas, comma, A&M. No, that's just Texas, A&M, which I think we talked about last week. That happened, I think, before uh, we recorded. Um, and then they beat 12th-ranked Houston after be- holding on to beat 12th-ranked Houston after being up, what is it, 40 to 20 at halftime, and they won by two points. Yeah. Uh, and then won the championship game against St. Mary's. Uh, let's just talk big takeaways uh, from the Valley Invitational. Uh, number one, Johnny Davis. He's pretty good at basketball. He is might be the real deal, Marlo. He was great in this tournament. One uh, tournament player, um, player of the tournament, excuse me. Um, and I think he averaged mid twenty five points, something like that, high of thirty points. Um, had career highs in the AM game, then beat that in the Houston game. I think he was a little bit lower in the St. Mary's game. Uh, but I think the – go ahead. No, I think you're going to go where it's at, but I'm just saying he's a player. Like, yeah, he had 25, 21, and 30, I believe it was. Um, yeah. But he plays on both sides. Of the, he plays on both sides of the, the court too. Uh, he's very active. And not only in the scoring, he's 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 great at setting people up as well. Mm-hmm. He's just a baller. He's an absolute yeah. baller, and it was an absolute delight to watch him play in this in this tournament. I I can only hope that it just gets better from here. Yeah, that's uh, more or less where I was going to go. It wasn't just the scoring; his all around game just kind of lifts these ba- this whole team to another level. Uh, he competes on the offensive and defensive end. Uh, I think it was in the St. Mary's game he got off to a hot start and then was kind of quiet on the offensive end, but kept you know playing on the defensive end, kept uh, helping his teammates, and came back in the end and made made the winning plays uh, to get to get that championship game win. Uh, just seems like an all around player, all and seems like the team loves to support him, loves to see him do well. Uh, that was my main takeaway. Um, on the other end, uh, the defensive intensity of this team uh, is great. Uh, uh, Wall basically, I don't want to say won the game, but he was all over on the defensive end, had a great defensive stop late in the game against St. Mary's. Uh, his ability to play physical defense while straight up without fouling uh, on kind of the swing guys uh, combined with the height, maybe not strength inside Marlowe, to your point, but yeah. the height inside and then on uh, the outside, you got Davison who, you know, we know what he is at this point uh, and how he knows other teams and other fan bases. Uh, Davis, which we just talked about. And I think my favorite one to watch is Chucky Hepburn, uh, the point guard, him play defense because he just gets up and defends well. And across the board, Everyone on this def- this uh, at least the starting lineup, and most of the uh, folks coming off the bench just have a high level of defensive intensity. They play well as a team, uh, and just was really fun to watch throughout this tournament, uh, especially in the halves in which they held teams. 
you know, around 20 points, which they did a couple times. Yeah, do you like Jay Billis's uh, getting walled up, wall up reference multiple times this past weekend? I normally like Jay Billis. Yeah. He seemed like he was annoyed this whole tournament. <laughs> Jay Billis was annoyed the whole tournament, and then he turned the juice up for, I don't know if you watched Duke, Gonzaga. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yes. like, why am I? Why am I doing this and not an ACC game? Like, I don't. <laughs> this isn't what I signed up for. I signed up for ESPN, where we just talk about Duke in the ACC. That's what he felt like that whole tournament. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a name made for defensive puns. So yes. I'm sure that's not the last, the last yeah. that we'll hear of it. Yeah. I will not be buying any hats or T-shirts that say. Yeah, any, I will. Any sort yeah. Of I'll have to make an apology though to Wall. Um, because after the, the Providence one where they got manhandled, I still don't forget they got manhandled. Yeah. They, they did, did keep his own uh, against some formidable big men too uh, in this in this tournament. So, uh, my apologies. I was I was a little I was quick to the trigger after after one real game. Yeah, in his so what came across in the St. Mary's game while we're talking wall, uh, he had a little bit of offense. His offense always looks really ugly yes. and then he shoots and you're like ah and it goes and you're like, yes yeah. <laughs> it never <laughs> looks clean it's slow it's herky-jerky and he gets it to go he so does. far uh it, and it's you know i'm watching through you know covered half covered eyes uh as i'm as i'm watching it so uh winning the maui invitational some good opponents none great opponents i don't think does this change or how does it change your expectation of this season or if so you know how or if not i guess i guess um i i think the big well obviously like we talked about davis is going to be a big part of our success or not right um there's still our pieces around him so like teams aren't gonna be able to hone in on him but he's gonna get their best defender each game yeah and it's kind of so that's going to be it's going to it's going to it's going to ride on Davis. I think the avid flows of the season is going to ride on Davis. Avid flows um, if he has you know you know what I'm trying to say if he has those. Yeah. And so you know I do I think they're going to be they're going to reference this a lot. They were picked tenth to finish tenth in the league. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be that low. I don't know if it's going to be a high. I mean, seeing what teams have been doing outside of the conference, not still not doing well. Right, um, you know, outside the Badgers winning the, the Maui the Maui tournament, so it'll be interesting to see once we get in conference what what that um, what that what that translates to. But for me personally, yeah, I think you know I'm very you know very high in Davis and some of the other pieces around us. So I think we can kind of hold our own and you know be where our normal uh, you know in between that three to five spot. Okay, wow, that's. Uh, uh a lot higher than I thought. I, I, I'm. It changed my expectation because I think I was relatively close to the media expectation, probably more of like a eight or nine, mm. um, just because I thought I didn't know how far along this team would be, and this result in the Maui Invitational has me thinking they're farther along uh, than I guess I thought or my. Ex- expectation was as far as competing uh, yeah. with quality teams. Um, I'm still very worried about the teams at the top of the Big Ten. And once we get into Big Ten play, uh, there's a lot of good big men still in the Big Ten. So I'm worried about that kind of that matchup against our team. Um, But we're we're definitely 
like I said, farther along than than I thought. And definitely, um, Johnny Davis is just a playmaker that we haven't seen in I don't know how long. Uh, that I think can win you some games that you otherwise might lose. So yeah. I'm I'm thinking I'm going somewhere like the six to eight range, and um, hopefully, you know, we're in that kind of conversation talking about uh, getting a tournament spot. And I think the biggest. Difference- I think your your three to five is like the best upside like that's the that's the the i think if the season goes perfect almost perfect that's where we would be if that makes sense yeah and i think the biggest talking about dying jays but it it, in this tournament showed us that i think the last couple years if it's like if we get down 10 it's over (laughs) yeah it's it's our and like we have the personnel where all right if we take a, uh, a punch to the mouth we can punch back and i think that's where my biggest that's where my um you know, that's where my excitement's coming from. Yeah. And we don't have to live with, um, you know, step back yeah. two-pointers uh, with the shot clock running out all the time yeah. um, as our kind of end, of end of shot clock possession. So that's encouraging. Um, you'll still get the wild Davis, uh, Davison trying to <laughs> flail at the basket, but that'll happen every now and then. All right, uh, that's it for basketball. Oh, next week. Uh, sorry, I want to talk about next week for basketball tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday, we are at Georgia Tech in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. I think the a- Big Ten needs to do well to kind of uh, improve its image a little bit. Um, I think Georgia Tech's favored in the game, but I, I'm still riding a little high, Marlo. Until I get yeah. put back in my place, I'm still riding a little high, like in Wisconsin in that one. All right. Are they favored? Really? Man. Okay. Um, well, now I got to look. Yeah. Take a look at the schedules. Um, oh, boy. Schedules. Here we go. <laughs> bring it up. We'll bring it up. Um, okay. I don't see a line, but the the BPI, ESPN BPI has oh. it uh, ahead of us. So the there you go. They are four and one. Five and one, four and one at home, and they are at home. Uh, maybe that's a just a home court thing there. And then Saturday, uh, Badgers are back at home facing Marquette, um, the in-state rivalry game. I don't feel great about this one, Marlo, because I've ba- the only time I've watched Marquette, they have been great um, with beating, knocking off Illinois without uh, Coburn. Yeah. Um, and then I thought they had another good win in there. Um, but uh, a couple more wins. They did get crushed by uh, St. Bonaventure, 70-54. Uh, um, so may, maybe that's them coming back down, but I just can't shake uh, them squeaking on a win against Illinois and then kind of having two other resounding victories against Power 5 opponents. And I just hate losing to Marquette. So I'm just kind of, I think, emotionally like getting ready to for the worst. Oh, uh, yeah. But we got them at home, so... It is at home. There's that. So, so get a split win. You know, maybe we'll lose on the road, but win at home. I guess I take that, but obviously you want to want to go for both wins, and since we're riding high, let's hope for that. All right, let's do that. What um, could go wrong, Marlo? If we get our hopes up, what could go... If we get our go... hopes up, what, what, what could happen? Yeah, what's what the worst happen? that could happen? <laughs> All right, um... <laughs> Next, uh, Badger Sport. We're talking a little volleyball, Marlo. Um, Wisconsin 
came into the weekend with an opportunity to win the Big Ten with home matches against 11th ranked Nebraska, Nebraska being the other team. Uh, I guess there were two teams in the hunt, but Nebraska came into the weekend tied with Wisconsin. Purdue was a game back, uh, and uh, Wisconsin winning on Friday, uh, three sets to one. Uh, and then playing Indiana on Saturday for the outright, and they uh, crush Indiana in three sets. And well, this is the game against Nebraska was one of those games. I'm watching it, and we got crushed in the first set by Nebraska, and the second start set started out poorly. And I'm like, oh, man, like I just got done with the Badger football game. Like now I, or no, I'm sorry, it was Friday. I just got done. Uh, I'm get my emotions all mixed up. Um, I just got done with the Nebraska game because I wanted to make fun of Nebraska. Yes. Uh, losing the football game and then losing, you know, you can't even win the volleyball game either, you know, kind of thing because, uh, you know, they'll probably take those equally as bad. Um, and then I'm like, oh, I can't do the joke now because it looks like we're going to lose this. And then, like, it just switched. Like, something happened, and I don't know volleyball well enough for to understand it, but something happened, and we just dominated the rest of the match and I, I don't know what it is well one we stopped giving them aces <laughs> so we stopped just we just stopped we, we were able to return the ball on their serves because they had like five or six aces in the first like set and a half it was so annoying um we stopped doing that so maybe that was just it but uh it just turned on like a timeout and then we just outplayed them the rest of the way it was it was awesome uh and then just just crushed Indiana on Saturday uh, on senior night. And I think, I don't know if it's the winning this class, uh, but the senior class, but uh, back-to-back Final Fours and a three-peat now. I forgot to mention that, I guess, when we won a three-peat now, a Big Ten championship. So what a senior class, and they got to go out on top um, once again. Yeah. Way to go, ladies. Now it's just now it's just tournament time. Uh, yeah. Looks like we got a four seed. Can yeah, well, we got the team? number four seed, so uh, fourth overall. Yeah, fourth overall. So yeah. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so because uh, so they have uh, they seed. I, I don't remember what it is, one through eight, something like that. Uh, and then they're like unseeded teams that get into the tournament as the number four seed uh, will get home court advantage up into the final four, which then obviously is in like a central location. I know I said obviously, but <laughs> that's, that's, I, like because that's like basketball does it too, right? It's in the yeah. It's well, in, yeah. You know, whatever. In, and we have in a huge volleyball following, so they know the rules. They know. Yeah, of course. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So home court advantage is huge, and uh, they, by virtue of being the fourth overall seed, will have that until the final four. So. Uh, I don't want to say a good opportunity because now I feel like I don't ever want to say anything's good. Like I'm jinxing it like I have that sort of ability or anything, but uh, kind of like the path to back to a third straight Final Four for the Badger Volleyball team. And then hockey also haven't, haven't been into that yet. Women are good, men aren't. Okay. That's, that's, my, that's my hockey breakdown. <laughs> there it is. All right. All right. <laughs> that's it for the Badgers, Marlo. Anything else you got uh, Wisconsin-related? No, that's it. That's all I all got. Right. Whew. All right. Let's uh, move, stay in college, though. Let's talk about some NCAA football. And I guess the headline for us, I think, uh, in the Big Ten, we alluded to earlier, uh, Michigan beats Ohio State. First time for Jim Harbaugh. First time in nine years. I think they had lost the previous eight. Um, and teased us with a slight expectation that we would have an easier game uh, in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. Yeah, what a game. Uh, Michigan... From the beginning, came out, punched Ohio State in the mouth, and Ohio State uh, really couldn't 
that really couldn't bow back there. Uh, their offense was their offense was grounded for the most part, you know, comparatively yeah. uh, from you know throughout throughout the year. And Michigan State just ran all over Ohio State. Um, they did not they did not have an answer for their run game. Um, beautiful scene, snow coming down to part of the game. We had a partial yeah. snow game, uh, which was great. Intensity was there. Ohio State was getting chippy because they were losing, which was funny. Um, yeah, congratulations, Harbaugh. Is uh, is Ryan Day on the hot seat now? Ooh, on the hot seat. <laughs> on the maybe hot seat. maybe he'll leave and <laughs> go somewhere else because of this because of this one loss. Uh, obviously, really disappointing for Ohio State. Uh, I'm again surprised by this one. I thought Ohio State was going to be the better better team. Uh, I mean, in reality, just I thought they would be able to outscore them because uh, we knew their defense wasn't as good. But I thought they'd be able to outscore them with the firepower that they had. Uh, and I just assumed Michigan would find a way to screw it up. And they didn't. So good yeah. job not screwing it up. So so final verdict, Ohio State was just Big Ten good. Just Big Ten good. <laughs> you know, they're just Big Ten good. And not even Big Ten really good anymore. Yeah. Uh, they are obviously out of the college football playoffs. It's, Michigan probably just takes their place, and we still have the same um, same. I shouldn't say same four, but Michigan State takes their place with uh, Georgia, Alabama, uh, Michigan, Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Notre Dame at five. Yeah. It's going inter- to be an interesting one. Um, I guess we could talk for college football playoff. But we'll, get, uh, we'll talk that a little bit. Okay. Uh, all right, next one. And uh, this week... With Ohio State's loss and some other ones, uh, it was an end of a run for some college uh, conference champions. Ohio State had won four straight Big Ten titles. Oklahoma lost to Oklahoma State. They had won six straight Big 12 titles. And Clemson, uh, I don't even think, was in the running, but they had won six straight ACC titles. All those streaks were snapped on Saturday. So, end of the runs. Wow, that's some stats. It is just, you know... It hasn't been like this in a while, as far as these kind of other teams uh, getting a shot to win their conferences. So it's, uh, it was pretty cool uh, to see it kind of culminate. I, I mean, I think we figured Oklahoma wouldn't, we figured Clemson wouldn't, but it all kind of came to fruition uh, here this weekend. All right. Uh, speaking of runs ending, Lincoln Riley has ended his run at Oklahoma uh, after five years is going to USC. Yeah. I. <laughs> Are you surprised by this? Uh, I am surprised he left. It seems like a USC move. Yeah, I wasn't I'm su- surprised. So I'm surprised from Lincoln at- Riley's standpoint. Not from- I wasn't surprised because after the game Saturday, he was quoted as saying, I am the football coach at Oklahoma, and that's the kiss of death that you're actually going to see. Well, so- and he was very clear to say, I am not going to be the coach at LSU. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. He said I was not going to be the coach at LSU. Yeah, like which is a right. very specific thing. He wasn't like committing to Oklahoma. That's a, that's a very specific thing. So, yeah, the USC thing, I, you know what? It is, I, it is surprising for you. You have to Lincoln Riley. You thought he was a Sooner through and through. Came up under Stoops. You felt like this was his, this was his spot. Oklahoma yep. was a good job. Yeah. Um, maybe he just didn't want to go to the SEC. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's a good fit. I think that's a, you know, I think he's a. I mean, he's on the younger side, right? Yeah, thirty-eight. Younger, younger side of coaching. Um, 
has a an offense that will fit the kind of talent you you used to be recruited there, I should say. Yeah. Um, in that area, flashy. It's a flashy. It's a flashy. It's flashy offense. offense for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's a flashy offense, which is what that what they like. So it'll be interesting to see if he can bring USC back to back to glory. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good hire. I'm I, I'm with you. I'm surprised he left Oklahoma. It just seemed like I think I, I do think though going to the SEC. If you're sitting there. And your hammy's like, well, shit. Now I gotta, you know, compete against uh, not just Texas now, but Al, you know, who's you know not back clearly uh, <laughs> against Georgia and Alabama every year. Or I can go to USC, and we talk talk about the Pac-12 a lot. There's not a lot out there, yeah. So it's like you have a, a lot better chance to uh, get to those national games because you're not going up against two. Of the two of the be- two of the top two programs, right in Alabama, Georgia, and then you got A and M, you got you know whatever four or five other ones that are probably top ten programs. Uh, you don't got a LSU um, if they get you know figure that out. So I think it makes sense in hindsight. I'm just surprised that Lincoln left Oklahoma because I, I just think the expectations there are in the ability to reach the ability to achieve the expectations there were a lot more reasonable. Then USC. Um, yeah. All right. That is, I think, all the news for this week. Let's look ahead to next week, Marlo. It is painfully championship weekend uh, in which the Badgers will not be partaking. Um, I don't know why I brought oh, yeah. it up Did again. Oh, yeah. Did that suck watching the Packers game? Like every, hey, the Big Ten Championship playing Michigan and Iowa. Yeah. Every, like, commercial break. I couldn't, I couldn't take it. There was so something bad. else that sucked more. But I can't remember what it was now. Um, <laughs> During the commercial breaks, that were that was annoying me. I don't know. I didn't write it down. Um, all right, uh, championship games. Obviously, Michigan, Iowa, SEC, Georgia, Alabama, uh, Pac-12, Oregon, Utah. So rematch of that rematch of that that was two weeks ago. Big Twelve, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and ACC, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Wake Forest. Oh boy, <laughs> wow. Um, all right, uh, best game. Let's say other than Georgia, Alabama, because clearly that's going to be what one versus two. Uh, so that's the best game. So aside from that, Marla, what is uh, the best game, the one you're most interested in seeing? I, 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 I guess I'm interested in seeing Oregon-Utah to see okay. if that was just a fluke. Luckily, that's Friday night, so I don't have to like go up against anyone else. Um, but yeah, now that you list these out, this is not a very appealing championship week. Um, no, <laughs> it's not, it's not, not a very really. PLH championship. I guess I'll watch uh, is are they the American Conference, wherever Cincinnati is, just to see if they'll oh, if they trip up. News. Yeah, they'll trip up. That's intriguing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Georgia, Alabama is, is it pretty much I, Michigan, Iowa, obviously, for, for you know, I'll watch that for Big Ten's sake, but does Georgia, Alabama. Even if they both could still get in, right? Yeah, hypothetically, if, if Alabama wins, they're both going to still get in. Yeah, so it's like, what the hell? <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, I mean, I would go Utah, Oregon. I think it'll be most entertaining. Okay. Um, besides Georgia, Alabama. All right, I am going to go with Oklahoma State, Baylor. Uh, mm. Former Badger defense coordinator uh, Dave Aranda is the head yeah. coach of Baylor. People forget. People um, forget. He's a hot ticket right now. 
Yeah. Uh, linked to the LSU job going back there. He was defense yeah. coordinator, obviously, during their national championship year. Uh, and I th- maybe I'm just riding high in the fumes of the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game because that was so entertaining. And, yeah. I mean, just packed uh, – be, just Big 12 football. <laughs> no defense, yeah. all offense. Uh, and maybe I'm just riding high in the fumes of that. But um, I'd like to see that again. And maybe Oklahoma State Baylor will get that. Obviously, Pittsburgh Wake Forest, not the game. Uh, all right. Uh, upset. Any upsets you see in these? Uh, I don't – I didn't I write down who – favor. Oh, yeah. Some of these I don't know who favored. Pittsburgh Wake, I have no idea who's favored. So, uh, outside, I mean, I assume Michigan, Georgia – Utah? Is Georgia favored over Alabama? I'm sure they are. If they are, then I'll take I'll take I'll Alabama, Alabama. for the upset. I think I'm I saw t- they were six point favorites. Six point favorites. I can look at it. What's the, let's what's the let's what's the Michigan Iowa one? Because if anything, I mean, lots of questions here. I don't. I know. I know. I got. I got Michigan Iowa. Where's our spread at there? Uh, give it to me. Week fifteen. Will that work? No, that's just Army Navy. Huh? Okay, gotta go back to week fourteen. Can't wait for that Army Navy matchup week fifteen. There we go. This is good stuff. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Seven and a half point favorite. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Michigan, Iowa, seven seven and a half points. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Georgia six and a half. So you you would take Alabama there. I'm seeing eleven. Okay, we'll go at eleven point. Eleven points, Michigan. Um, okay, uh, big ups. I mean, you know, coming off what we just saw from Michigan, but I I see a world where Iowa pulls an upset. I it would it it'd be weird, but I I see a world where that's possible. Okay, <sighs> that would be weird. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, I don't know. I don't like any of the upsets. Um, Cincinnati's playing Houston, by the way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with whoever is not favored in the Pittsburgh Wake game. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, Pittsburgh's favorite. There we go. So I'm going to ride with Wake. Okay. That's my upset. Uh, I can see that. Just because, who knows? That maybe will give me a reason to watch it because I'm going to yeah, – I actually said it. Um, I think the most – Fun thing is for Oklahoma State to win and Alabama to win to provide the most – or no, for Georgia win. So Alabama's out. No, wait. What's the crazy – I'm trying to do the college football playoff thing. Yeah. And see – because I want Oklahoma State to win and be right there. So it's Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, Cincinnati. We're all arguing about them for the last spot. Yeah. Gotcha. So I guess um, that means Alabama has to win to stay in, so they can't. But I, I guess either way, because then if Oklahoma State wins, then you got Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. Who moves into four then if Alabama drops out? Right. And so then it becomes the debate, is this, does Notre Dame need to get joined a conference? They're going to be left out because they're not a conference champion. Oh, the takes, Marlo. If Oklahoma State wins, the takes. <laughs> the takes. Because I don't so think... Yeah, Baylor's Baylor's ten and two, so they can't get up. They can't get up there, so that should be a good game. All right, uh, let's leave college now, Marlo. Move on to the NFL. I will allow myself to go first and talk about the Packers defeating the Rams, thirty six to twenty eight. I think this has to go down as a massive win 
uh, for the Packers, now seen at 9-3 and three going into the bye week. We talked about last week that if you're a playoff team, if you're a, you know, a contender team that is a game at home, you need to take care of business, and they did. Uh, the eight-point spread, I mean, it didn't feel like an eight-point game. That's what the end result was. Mason Crosby missed another field goal. Nine on the season. That's an issue. Oh, boy. Um, Dude, but, that's, that's the stuff that I'm just letting you know. That's the stuff that comes to That just doesn't go playoffs. away? It just doesn't go away? Doesn't I just, just fix let you know All right. that don't be surprised if it comes down <laughs> to that in a playoff game. Okay. Well, duly noted, Marlo. Um uh, offensive side of the football, uh, Rodgers was great. Uh, 28 of 45, 307 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I guess outside of the two chances he had at the end of the first half, which I guess you kind of go, well, this is where Aaron Rodgers you know, does it again. He didn't do it again this time. Uh, it didn't seem to matter. Executed enough outside of it um, to, I guess, Put the Badgers up 36-17 uh, towards the end of the third quarter, which felt like, actually that was on the uh, interception return for a touchdown, but felt like we were in a position to to win that game. Had a long drive to get down to the field goal that was missed. Uh, just seemed to be executed at a high level. Run game was decent. Uh, offensive line played very well against uh, the Rams' defensive line. You know, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller now, all, all those guys there. And um, Packers came into this game with a very banged-up offensive line. Missing Jenkins now, who's out for the year with an ACL, and Bakhtiari, who's still not back. Um, so we had kind of two new starters on the left side of the line, and Aaron Rodgers said after the game that he, at some points he stopped thinking about the left side of the offensive line, which is you know a compliment because he wasn't worried about the protection or the, the rush coming from that side, and that just kind of shows how well they did. Uh, pissed off Aaron Donald enough that he literally choked a guy <laughs> right in front of an official, but that's fine apparently when you're a defensive player of the year. That's apparently a fine thing to do uh, is choke a guy. I mean, by the like throat, it was brutal. Um, defensive side of the football, some huge takeaways. Um, both teams coughing up punts. That was kind of weird. Uh, but uh, the defense with the strip sack and an interception should have had another one, Russell Douglas, um, shortly after. Um, so <laughs> Sorry, uh, football game. Uh, shortly after his uh, pick six. and throw helmets on the ground? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, What is it? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Shortly after the pick six, uh, and I'd say overall the defense played well, but they gave up two huge touchdowns. That uh, the seventy-nine yarder, yarder, especially in the second quarter, uh, to Van Jefferson. Um, just the, the Rams were doing literally nothing on offense. Stafford looked terrible, and then they give up that play, uh, and then. Uh, in the fourth quarter of the 50-yard, 54-yard pass to Odell Beckham Jr., who was doing nothing in the game, uh, just seemed almost like gifts, uh, and which is kind of surprising because for most of this game and kind of most of the season, the Packers have played a relatively conservative on the back end defense. Uh, to get burned like that in this game twice was a bit surprising, but other than that, um, defense played I, th- I think very well. Um, and with Rashawn Gary back, 
they were able to get a bit more pressure and make Stafford feel uncomfortable. Uh, and I do want to ask you a question about Matthew Stafford Marlowe. Um, yeah. He was on the Lions for forever. We all remember that. Yep. And we always blamed everybody else for when yep. things didn't go well. Is this just is he just Matthew Stafford? That's just what he is? Because yeah, the last question. three games he has he has pick sixes in the last three games. He has not looked good. Yeah. And I know they are without Robert Woods, right? The last two yep. weeks of that. They get Odell a little bit more into the fold, but is this just the Matthew Stafford that um we have always known in it I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? No, I know what you're trying to say because we always gave him a break because he was always coming back from behind, so he always had to press, and that was always the that was always the take, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, the last couple games, it's just been looks like a competent quarterback, but just makes mistakes, weird mistakes, and finds ways. And yeah, is that just is that just Matthew Stafford? And I think like the last two games, I've had that thought. I had that thought watching this game, like. Um, just thinking about it, like, yeah, the, is it just, you know, you are who you are at some yeah. point, right? <laughs> um, chicken or egg, was it because Detroit did it to him, or was he like that before? But I I could see that sinking in. I could see that. That's, I think it's a fair question. I think it's a, a very, very fair question. Um, yeah, I, as I just, we'll talk about, definitely an yeah. upgrade from Jared Goff, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it could be just Matthew Stafford. Yeah, it's just, you kind of thought... If you're the Rams, you know, you're getting this trade, you're getting this all pro quarterback. And I mean, look, they're eight and four. It's not like he, he's been awful, but three games in a row now where it's like, is this really the all pro quarterback we thought we were getting? I, I, I'm starting to wonder, Marlo. That's all I'm doing. I'm all, yep. Just wondering out here. I'm, I'm not asking. The people Nothing personal, I mean, against Matthew Stafford, but if he, you know, it doesn't go well on the Rams. I would be very okay with that. I would be very okay with that. <laughs> with that happening. All right. Uh, anything else on the Packers, Marlo? No. Bye week. Bye week next week. Um, oh, burning question on the bye week. Does Aaron Rodgers get a haircut? <sighs> At least maybe. It's so long, bro. Yeah, it looks a little bad uh, under the hat <laughs> after in the post game interview. I guess under the helmet, same. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe if he has to get sedated for his toe surgery, you know, someone can sneak in and cut it or something like that. <laughs> that might be fun. Um, no, I don't think he's going to get a haircut. You know. Okay. I, how do middle age crises resolve? Resolve? I'm not sure. I don't know. No idea. <laughs> oh, because we're clearly we're clearly not there yet. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... Thanksgiving Day, Bears Lions. Yeah, everybody got to watch. You guys, are welcome, America. You are welcome. Uh, start off your Thanksgiving Day with nothing but the best football of the week. Uh, I wish I could say that with a straight face, but what a game! What yeah. a game, Bears Lions. You got the gunslingers of Andy Dalton and Jared Goff. Um, which Jared Goff was touch and go there for a while. So we were, we were about to look at a Thanksgiving matchup with uh, Andy Dalton. I forgot the backup day for, that no one knows about. Boils? Right Broils? Something like that. One of those. That would have been hilarious. But needless to say, it still was a hilarious game. Oh, we totally forgot about Nagy. Apparently was yeah. fired before the game, but then he really wasn't. And then wasn't no. he fired after the game. Apparently he's still 
the coach right now. Still not fired? As a Sunday. But since we are recording Sunday, watch out Monday. Yeah. <laughs> watch out Monday. Um, but that was, was that was a wild couple days when that that went out on Twitter. Um, why? I mean, it doesn't make sense. Why would you? Well, I guess if it's gonna. Well, anyway, why would you? Why would you fire him after the game? If you knew you were gonna fire him, if you know you're gonna fire him this season, that's one thing. But fire him after the game on a Thursday—that's weird. Um, but it didn't happen. Don't know what came first. If they were gonna fire him and. They just didn't because it got out there. But he's still the coach as of right now. Cool. Andy Dalton now made a case for him to be a starting quarterback next year somewhere else. Congrats, Andy. Throwing yeah. 317 yards and a touchdown. Oh, three interception, I swear to you, I, I need the advanced stats team on this. I'm pretty sure of the interceptions he's thrown this season, 80% of them have been in the end zone. Because that's hmm. all he does is throw interceptions in 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 the end zone. Yeah, it's um, a little too much work for the stats department over here. Yeah, that's, today. that's a good. That's an advanced stats that's department. It. Somebody can get on that deep dive um, stats department. Deep dive stats department. But this this <laughs> game was pretty much a Big Ten game. Sixteen fourteen <laughs> ended in a game like a, a nineteen. There's a nineteen play drive to end the game uh, to get the game winning field goal. Which, yeah, I mean, we won. And I just saw, this makes no sense, but on the uh, the Browns-Ravens game, they you know, the, it's graphic season, right? Playoff graphic season? Yeah. The Bears are in the hunt. No, they're in the hunt. They're in uh, the hunt. Nice. Uh, Matt Nagy's response to this victory was just amazing to watch. Uh, he talked about after the game how big of a win it was. And I, I guess, for, personally, I get it, right? He's under fire. Uh, He's is coaching for his job but from the outside looking at it and being like dude it's the lions you barely won <laughs> like what are you you know what are you doing here it's just hilarious and don't don't apologize for this game Rob. this is exactly what i wanted out of this game it was <laughs> terrible it, so many mistakes so many bad play- i loved it it was fantastic it was a great appetizer for um for Thanksgiving dinner, so I, I appreciated it. Uh, appreciated it very much. Um, yeah, I th- I thought for sure they'd fire him because then you have the long week. Yeah, I don't know what is it. What does it ever benefit you? I guess well, you're in the hunt, so I don't know if you want to fire a coach when you're in the hunt. But <laughs> no, it's a freaking joke. Ford seven. Um, <laughs> I can't believe they put it on there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's I think it's one of those things. If you knew you were gonna, f- yeah, I, it's why like why would you fire on a short week, type of thing? If you knew you were gonna fire, it's like oh, I can't. Fire no, but I'm fire. saying after, after a short week, yeah. No, yeah, no, because now it's a long week, right? Going right into- now, it's a long week. But no, I I agree. I agree with that. I just think it would have been weird. And who gives you know who gives a hell? Who gives a hell? It's freaking NFL. Like they're four to seven team, not going anywhere this season, um, and they still need to. It still need to develop a, a young quarterback who is not doesn't seem to be being developed under Nagy. So, yeah, who gives a crap? Uh, go ahead and fire him on Thursday, even if they do win. I was going to say it might seem weird firing someone after a win in the middle of a season. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's the NFL, right? Who cares? Fire him. Yeah. Start looking for your next coach, and let's go. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll be on Nagy yes. watch tomorrow morning. Yeah, Jared Goff is not good. Can, yeah, is, 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 it's confirmed now, right? 
He was just not good. Yeah, I th- yeah. I mean, I didn't know we needed to confirm it at this point, but I was um, I was wondering. I just wanted okay, to re- okay. reconfirm. Reconfirmed. Not Jared Goff. Not good. Not gonna turn the lights around. <laughs> All right, other NFL. Uh, the only thing I got was uh, Kirk Cousins uh, turned into a pumpkin, and it was hilarious. I've uh, been waiting for Kirk Cousins to uh, – this is just a little vengeful, I guess, after last week, if I'm being honest. But um, for so for so long this year, he's been good. He's been good. His team's kind of lost some games that they shouldn't have, and there's been a lot of talk about how Kirk Cousins is different. And, I mean – he had a fine day, two or thirty yards, two touchdowns, one interceptions. But with the game on the line and fourth down, uh, towards the 49ers goal line, play clock's running out. He decides to line up under the guard, and uh, they have to call a timeout. And it just looks completely discombobulated. And it was just good to see that Kirk Cousins, where the moment gets to him again. It was nice. <laughs> nice way to go, Kirk. That's all I had. That's all I had on That's other it. NFL, and it, I, and it was just good to see the Vikings lose. They lost the 49ers. Um, uh, in heartbreaking fashion, right? Yeah, relatively, relatively. They um, had a chance. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They had, they had a chance. They had the chance um, on the goal line. Wait, am I not seeing this right? Now I'm doubting myself because the. Oh my god. Yeah, because they're freaking out because it's the end of the game. All right, whatever. Um, next week, Marlo, looking ahead, um, your Bears are playing the Cardinals? Cardinals. Of Arizona. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. It was fourth and goal. There was nine minutes left. I'm sorry. I thought that was shorter. And the Kirk Cousins debacle. But nonetheless, they did lose. <laughs> <laughs> Still hilarious. So let's hold on to that. Um all right, looking at it next week, Cardinals-Bears. Tough matchup, Marlon. Tough matchup for you, I think. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I believe Murray is going to be good to go. Um, so that's. I believe that's they had tough. a bye this week, so you yeah. kind of think, um, right? Yeah, only good thing is at Soldier Field, so maybe the crappy turf and cold weather will, will help out. Probably yeah. not, but I can say it out loud and hope for it. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be a, yeah, it's a tough game. Obviously, playing a playoff caliber team, uh, our defense is slowly diminishing. People are dropping like flies, and offense doesn't need to be talked about. May have a new coach. We'll see. Um, all right, as we mentioned, Packers have a bye. So, Marlo, as you look at the schedule, what is your game of the week? The one you're most interested in watching? Game of the week. You know what? Uh, the Monday night game's intriguing. Yeah. Patriots are on a roll. Bills, yeah. I mean, they won last week, but they were kind of, they've been down a little bit. Um, but, you know, is, is, is this going to happen again? Is, is the Patriots going to be back on top of the Bills in the division? You know, we got this back and forth. They, the Bills had them last season without Brady, but um, what's his face for the Patriots is turning out to be a pretty good player. Mac Jones, Mac Jones, as as the weeks go on, or and they're figuring it out. So, I think that could be interesting. Um, Everything else kind of lackluster, to be honest with you. 
yeah, some games that normally are good that just like Raven Steelers after the Steelers got trounced by the Bengals today. I'm not really, you know, too interested interested in that. Yeah. Um Vikings are playing the Lions. Hopefully that will be a crappy, terrible game that I can laugh at. That's my hope there. <laughs> Cowboys Saints is Thursday night. Uh I guess I'll do the other primetime one. Broncos Chiefs. Uh these Broncos, Marlo, they just hang around. Every week I count them out. Uh and half the times they surprise me. So Maybe they can do it again next week, uh, or will we see the Chiefs just be all the way back? If they win, they'd be eight and four. They'd be sitting pretty comfortably. Then I think it'd be what a game and a half, two games ahead of the Broncos in that AFC West. Chargers lose again today. So for all the hand wringing and what's wrong in Kansas City, they just may be fine <laughs> and win the West, uh, no problem. Even though that looked like the, one of the best divisions in football. At the start of the year, but it, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that it is anymore. So early games might be a little boring. Might be a little boring. Um, so I guess eh, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll have we'll, we'll have Minnesota Detroit, right? So we'll have that to, yeah to, to hopefully laugh at. Um, all right, that's it for NFL. Anything else you got, Marlo? Um, no, that's it. Do you remember when like for when uh, San Fran and Seattle was like must watch TV? Yeah, not too long ago. Yeah. I just saw the, I just I, saw the, I just saw the logos. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good. No, it's actually not going to be a good game. So, but I'm really I I just I'm sad watching Seattle now. Um, well, it's weird. It's weird because obviously the Russell Wilson part of it makes me sad, but yeah. the Pete Carroll side of it makes me less sad. <laughs> so it's a real it's a real tug uh, tug of emotion, struggle emotions, uh, seesaw of emotions. There we go. That's a good yeah. way to put it. Uh, in that. Um, and I also don't really enjoy seeing um, Shanahan win too much, but whatever. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. That that, I, that game has lost some of its luster, though. You you are right on that. Yeah. All right. So I got for the NFL. Um, what we got? Well, we got next, of course, oh. everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. Yeah, uh, a good weekend for. Uh, Liverpool fans such as myself um, Liverpool beat Southampton 4-0 and it was really just a, a, a fun little romp Marlo um, got up early um, and just kind of the floodgates were open uh, pl- just a kind of classic Liverpool uh, dominant display a lot of attacking a lot of players kind of I'm trying to describe it I'm doing a very poor job Kind of like free flowing out there, uh, very fluid movement, uh, getting a lot of uh, attacking players forward, and just a lot of fun to watch. And just kind of w- with the early goal, was able to sit back um, and enjoy it. And then they got a couple towards the middle of the game because with this Liverpool team, there is a little bit of okay, but can you protect it? Uh, adding that third and fourth goal obviously uh, meant they were going to hold on to win that uh, in probably the game of the week, at least the prime to game. United tied Chelsea, so that is a good result for Liverpool as Chelsea is ahead of them in the table uh, for uh, for the season. So a good result there uh, for Liverpool. City did win against West Ham, who is a surprisingly good team. Liverpool dropped some points to them, so not a great result there, but... Um, you know, that'll happen. A lot of snow too, so there was a lot of snow football. I know, you know how you love that, Marlo. Yeah. Um, snow, so snow, snow soccer is good. Snow football. No. 
No, no, <laughs> snow, <laughs> snow football is uh, is way better. Uh, li- coming weekend, Liverpool go to Wolverhampton to play the Wolves. Um, matchup of the week. Trying to find it here, Marlo. Maybe West Ham against Chelsea. Uh, that'll be early, very early on Saturday. Uh, I know you'll be getting up early for that one. Um, but that might be the game of the week. Everton Arsenal maybe on Monday, but uh, West Ham uh, against Chelsea is probably the most interesting one that you can circle on your calendars there. Although you got to get up at six thirty in the morning. Oh, there up. you go. There you go. That's the corner kick. That's it. That's the corner kick. All right, let's uh, let's end with some throw-ins here. Yeah, I just got two quick ones. Uh, one, we didn't talk about the NBA. So NBA uh, <laughs> Bucks keep winning uh, seven in a row now. Uh, although they might have put that in jeopardy because they just signed uh, Demarcus Cousins. Boogie. <sighs> no, not a fan. No, I mean, has he been productive on any team in the last ten years? Like contributed to a winning I mean the argument here is kind of the the you know bringing Antonio Brown in, Brown Antonio Brown into uh New England or you know wherever Tom Brady is I guess it's like the culture is strong enough to absorb you know this malcontent and the culture will change it with you know the establishment there that's the argument and I hear it you know sometimes you just form dislikes for players or uh, not dislikes, uh, distaste for how they play, and I'm kind of there with Boogie Cousins, and now he's on my team, and I don't, uh, I don't know how I feel about it, but um, that's distracting me, I guess, from the Bucks are on a roll, seven in a row. Um, they are, I think, so the seven and zero since Chris Middleton came back from his injury. They're now nine and zero when uh, the big three, Chris, Drew, and Giannis. Uh, all play. So things are looking a lot better uh, in Milwaukee than they did early on. The other NBA thrown Marlow. Bulls things are the Bulls good still? I don't even know. Yeah, uh, they were to run they went six and six after their six and one start. Uh okay. a little, little coming down to earth, but uh but, but they're still in there. They're still playing well. Okay. Okay. Uh MLB free agency. I don't think any of our teams have done much, probably won't do much. Uh I don't think it sounds like Scherzer is going to be signed in the next day. He's kind of the biggest pitching name out there. Um, I think there's some shortstops and stuff that'll get signed, but whatever. I don't know. They're not coming to the Brewers, so <laughs> that's it. That's baseball. Oh, that's baseball. Uh, I guess I guess I should mention that uh, Corbin Burns did win the uh, Cy Young. So first Brewers to win it since like '82 or something like that. So congratulations to him. Uh, well deserved. Um, looks kind of like my brother. So there's that. <laughs> does he have money? Like, is your brother money like that? No, he hasn't. My brother has not won any won any Cy Youngs either. <laughs> okay. Just he did go to the Packer game today, though. Oh well, I mean, it's a champion. Got us, in a, our got us a victory there. There you go. So that's all I got. That's all I got all right. for uh, the throw. That's it. For our throw-ins, that's it. That's all I got, um, Casey. So, yeah. as always, guys, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on any streaming platform. And be sure, give us some likes. Give us five-star reviews. We always love to read them. We always love it when you're there. Uh, you find us on Twitter, at 132Breeze. Myself, at MarloJR. Casey, at ProfBadgerFan. 
that is it for me. Casey, you got your last words? Well, until next time, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.